official dad. Don't know. I don't think Matt's ever disputed that. He just rolls with it and watches Bullstream TV like the rest of us. Definitely, he definitely has not embraced it. Just (laughs) that's also fair. We just call him one of our favorite humans, and it's always great when he gets to join us because we are blessed to have. The great and the, I'm sorry, what is the word? Legacy? Legacy? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's lifetime. It's basically I get to do whatever I want type deal. Yeah. I think that's the gist of what it is, but we'll get him to explain it. The voice of the University of Wisconsin men's basketball and football teams. It is the great Matt LaPay on Wilde and Tausch. Matt, good morning. How are you, buddy? Doing well, gentlemen. I, I, I've come closer to embracing than denying, but I do probably split the difference as far as being the fake dad of, of Jesse. So uh, I will say that. And as I told as I told Tausch about this legacy role, I never even knew the term until I saw the release. All I could think of, and you guys are old enough to relate to this, my son probably not. When I think legacy, I think of the legendary legacy Kent Dorfman from Animal House, you know, so I'm thinking I'm right there with Flounder. My my Badger Sports property <laughs> name is Flounder forever, forevermore. Probably shouldn't have said that because Poucher is going to just call me that forever. Uh, yeah, you got to watch out. It's a fun nickname. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. So, Matt, uh, as, as, as uncertain as we may have been about what legacy actually meant, um, when we saw that news, we were obviously extremely excited for you. And you have done this for a very long time. And as we go into the Ohio State game, we'll talk a little bit about some of your memories of those games, the great moments that you've seen. But what does it mean to know that you're going to get to do this for the next what what are you? Forty years, so you'll be in your nineties, I'm guessing, by the time you hang it up. Is that is that going to work for you? I, I don't think I'm on the the Bob Euchre plan. He's eighty eight and going real strong. I don't anticipate uh, if I'm fortunate enough to live to uh, be in my late eighties. I, I don't anticipate doing this that long. Uh, but yeah, it's nice, man. I, it's very flattering to have. Uh, James White and Joe Thomas and Monte Ball have little messages. Tauscher, I think, was busy that day. He was probably <laughs> golfing or something. Or, yeah, I, don't even, I don't want to know how many guys said, no, I'll pass on uh, doing that. And then have my uh, some of my broadcasting buddies. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, hopefully they don't change their mind. But at least they put themselves out there that uh, I guess I can keep this gig here for a while. So it's... Uh, as we all know, guys, job security is uh, it's, it's a good thing if you're fortunate enough to have it. It's a little bit fleeting, but it, it feels nice. So neither Jesse nor Tausch were in the congratulatory video compilation? Is that what you're telling me? I think they were both busy. They're uh, golfing I, 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 together. I had that day off, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tausch had that thing. He had that thing he had to do. Yeah, I had that, that thing that was... was. But so, Matt, in all seriousness, though, you've had opportunities to go other places and you've had uh, what has it been about the University of Wisconsin that has kind of let you be here for this long and want to continue on doing it? What is it about this place that is so special? Well, it's fun. If I can be a little serious for a moment, it's a blast working with you. You know, for the, with the home games, that's uh, that, that's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy the you know the friendship we've we've been able to form in the broadcast booth over the last you know, like ten years now, Tosh. I think you started. Yeah, like, it's in, close to ten. Yeah. Yeah, you know, probably should get you a ring. Make you a legacy. You can be a legacy, the legacy color analyst. Oh, there you go. Um, 
I, you know, part of it is, which, yeah, I do have this, try to have this life philosophy. Don't, don't mess with happiness. We've, uh, me and my wife, is, as I think I've mentioned to you guys before, she's faculty in the School of Human Ecology here, and she really loves it. And uh, we've just, we've found this to be a very comfortable place. And once you get to a, you know, to a certain point of life, the, the thought of starting over isn't quite as exciting as it might have been earlier in my uh, career or earlier in my life. So it, it's just good. Great relationships with the current coaches now and the coaches in the past. Uh, I really, I don't think I've had a bad or even a, a difficult relationship with any of those folks. And, and you get to know the players, you get to see guys who, you know, when they first got to campus, uh, were very bashful in interview settings and just, you know, a little bit awkward. And then by the time they leave, they're the ones speaking in front of a thousand people without notes. And they're the ones who either playing in the NFL or they become CEOs or whatever in the business world. It's, it's just kind of cool to watch athletes in, in all sports, but for me, football and basketball most notably, just watch how their lives unfold, and uh, it's a, it's kind of a cool thing. I guess we don't have kids other than Jesse, so I guess in some ways uh, we, we live uh, a little bit through these guys to, to see what they do in their lives. It's kind of sad, but it's, well, that, it's the truth. I think Jesse probably, yeah, that's probably more than enough uh, for you and Linda. What? So who is the who would be the one person, whether it's basketball or football, that came in as like the uber shy and really grew in front of your eyes? Is there somebody that stands out to you? There's one guy. What? Yeah, other than Tausch, yeah. But you know, there's one guy who does come to mind, and there have been many through the years, but. Jason Doring was a good safety here, as you know, and he just he like in an interview setting when he first got here, I, he wasn't he was completely uncomfortable and just didn't know. Like, can this guy when he's talking to somebody he doesn't know? Can he put a couple of sentences together? And he, when I mentioned the, the speaking without notes, there was some function in Milwaukee at the end of the season, um, and he was the player who was representing the program, and he was the guy up there without notes and, and just. It was very eloquent in, in addressing the crowd there, and uh, there've been a, probably been many if I sat and thought about it. But he's one guy that that really just kind of kind of stood out to me over the years. Uh, more recent years, um, I think a guy now in basketball. I think Tyler Wall has, you know, not to say he was the kind of guy who would sit in the corner of a room. But just watching his his growth, not just as a basketball player, but his comfort level and interacting with with fans or you know whatever whoever it is, media. He's um, you know is he the most quotable guy around? Maybe not, but he's he's come a long way. Let's put it that way. So guys like that are fun to watch. All right, Matt. So can you help us settle as we do on this show quite a bit? We have debates, and we you know, Jason and I will go back and forth, but. Would you, as a broadcaster slash fan, rather have a New Mexico State game that you know is going to be Route City USA or a game against Ohio State that you don't know and it could go that the team loses? What What is more intriguing to you as a fan? Oh, as a fan, it, it's the latter, and it's not even close. Um, to, to have an Ohio State or yeah, I mean even even Washington State, you know, at least it's a Pac-12 school. Um, you know, I didn't think that Wisconsin would lose that game, but thought it would be competitive. Yeah, it's uh, yeah the the uh, 
the soft-hearted part of me, which there's not a lot of that, uh, I know that games like last week go a long way in funding the athletic department at New Mexico State or to open a season helping out Illinois State. But as a fan, or I think as these TV partners pay their billions, um, I got to think that games like we just saw, I don't, I don't know how much longer we're going to see matchups like that. I might be wrong, but I have a hard time thinking that there's a great future for those kind of games. Uh, I don't know why you would come on our show and say how much you enjoy working with Tausch in the booth, and then he does stuff like he just did, because obviously no one chooses those options. The discussion, which of course he doesn't add, is if they get run out of the damn horseshoe by Ohio State, that's not enjoyable either. Of course I want a competitive Ohio State-Wisconsin game, and if they lose in overtime as they did a few times over the years, alright, fine. I would be more entertained by that than watching them beat New Mexico State 66-7, to but I'm not gonna, we're not going to use up your time with me telling I project your your anger towards Matt exactly. about me. Unbelievable. Okay? That's not even close to what the debate was. Uh, one Don't you th- project. <laughs> Don't project me, bro. Uh, all right, one more question about your illustrious career so we can get to Ohio State, Wisconsin. And that is this. Everything you have done, and, and it is incredible what you have presided over as the voice of Wisconsin athletics because the folks that had the jobs before you did not preside over as many cool things as you have gotten to call during your career legacy career Uh, when you look at it is there anything still missing is it the college football playoff? I mean, you've called a national championship basketball game and the Final Four and tons of Rose Bowls. Is that the one, like, missing piece for you at this point? I guess. Yeah, if you're talking about stuff that I have no control over, sure. I mean, it would be great to uh, to, to broadcast a team that wins a national championship or at least with football gets into the, into the playoff. And maybe when it expands... Uh, that becomes a more realistic, yep. uh, you know, possibility for this program. But yeah, but I, I would also, you know, at the risk of sounding, you know, too too much goody goody here, I, I wouldn't trade my gig for any other in the state. I mean, even with the Bucks winning it, winning it all with the Packers, I, I just think the variety of what I've been able to see. Um, that's I have no complaints. Let's put it that way. All right. Well. I know that there are Badgers fans that have had some complaints of late that the games against Ohio State have not been what we had all hoped for, but what an incredible history. And again, when you think about what Ohio State has done, the number of games, especially from like 99 on, that were such terrific games, and including a few Wisconsin wins going away, what are some of the games and moments that stick out to you of the games you've called when it's Wisconsin-Ohio State? The one you started with, 99. Uh, in fact, Tausch and I were talking about that over the weekend. It was Wisconsin goes down there 2-2. Two and two. They had lost to Michigan the previous week. Wisconsin gets behind 17 to nothing. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking this is going to be a drubbing. And then the fighting Tauschers scored 42 straight points. And uh, Barry Alvarez loves to this day tell the story where he was, he had the knee issue. Eventually it was replaced, but he was up in the press box and 
feet late in the game when it's 42 to 17. Wisconsin, Barry makes his way down the elevator on the sideline, getting ready for him. And as he would say, their fans are yelling at me for running up the store. <laughs> and it was, how was that? How would you, how would you grade that? Pretty good. By the way, is it, is it, that's uh, not bad. Not bad. I, heard, I heard he was on a roll Monday night with Tart. So that's, that's good. Yeah. It was <laughs> good <laughs> stuff, man. Almost, it was almost good. as good as Tausch's Jack Nicholson, but that's another discussion for another day, too. <laughs> but that was, that, that's one. The 03 match Shabert to Lee Evans, uh, mm-hmm. touchdown pass. And then, uh, you know, obviously the, well, the last time Wisconsin beat Ohio State, the David Gilry kick return uh in 2010 the kick return to open the game that was uh that was one of those that lived up to the hype ohio state was number one coming in espn everything was there all the platforms all the national other national writers were and it was the game that had a lot of hype and it lived up to it and then some that was that was pretty magical so matt what i guess looking at what's coming up on saturday night uh, the fact that we lost to Washington State early in the season. It can all get rectified, right? Because this season, it, it almost feels like from a Badger fan standpoint now, you get in, you think, all right, you're going to win three games, and you're judged off of how can we hold up against Ohio State. Ohio State has elevated itself to that uh, tier where everybody views them above Wisconsin. What do you think we need to see Saturday night to pull off a monster upset, or at least to keep this thing where it's going to be a respectable game. How, how do you view Saturday night? To me, just in a very general terms, Mark, they're going to this defense for Wisconsin is going to have to try to find a way to get some turnovers and try to create a, a short field, preferably multiple times, uh, win the turnover battle. What's been the formula for Wisconsin? Uh, don't commit penalties, win the turnover battle, which it did neither in the in the Washington State game. The, the Badgers that day didn't really give themselves a chance against a team of similar talent. They play like that on Saturday, and it'll be ugly. Uh, be as clean as possible, particularly well, both sides of the ball, but on offense, stay normal down and distance, to use the, the cliche. Don't get yourself in a lot of first and 20s uh, because of holding penalties or, or whatever even though most of the time you don't like those holding calls. And you're right, probably more often than not. True. Um, But but find a way to – and I'm really intrigued to see what Wisconsin's defense can do against Ohio State's offense, which might be the most dynamic offense in college football with a great quarterback, you know, NFL caliber receivers, really good running backs. But knock the ball out, pick off C.J. Stroud – and try to get your offense in a position where it doesn't have to go 80 yards time and again. If that can happen, and sometimes what happens when most of the time these games have been close, right, over the last 10, 12 meetings, about half of them have been one-score games. Uh, But where that doesn't happen, Wisconsin gets hit with a wave early in the game. And then it just starts, and then it snowballs from there. If you could get through that first quarter with a stalemate or close to it, then you know, the more you make Ohio State sweat a little bit, the better. But if a team like Ohio State gets on a roll early, that's that's the worst scenario. Yeah, it, it feels like there's almost a complex between our fan base. It's not from the players. It's not from the coaches. I think we all have heard the stories of this is why, you know, you talk to every player. They're going to say, 
we come here to play in games like this. But do you feel like the fans almost have this resignation that it is going to get ugly? Yeah, I do, and I think a lot of media do too. Um, it's you know, writers or or people in the in our business Wildy. on the radio side. Yeah, Wildy, you know others. Um, <laughs> because what's been the thing that you could say? I've always been of this belief, particularly once Barry got it going. The worst thing you could say about a Wisconsin team in any week is, yeah, it's got a chance. Yeah, it has a shot. And when these matchups come up because of what has happened uh, in the last, well, since the 2010 game, there seems to be, among many out there, more of a reason like, oh, man, I just hope they don't get beat by 50, um, mm-hmm. which that's, that's, the, that's the worst possible out, you know, um, outlook to have in, in a game like this. I, I don't think the players view it that way. But I would say there have been some times – um, you know, maybe not more recently, but there have been some times where I think players have maybe been a little overwhelmed. Uh, they, they know how good Ohio State is, and then you go down there and, and the 105,000 or whatever it is, I think sometimes you could get a little deer in the headlights. I, I think this staff this year has been trying to tell them to just play the game. It's a great chance for you on a big stage to, to do something special and just have fun with it. So hopefully that's the approach that they'll they'll take in the in the Columbus on Saturday night. Because if they don't, if it's if it's a deer in the headlights that it's Yeah. They're gonna make they're gonna make the fans look smart. You don't want to do that. Uh, and me, because I apparently am saying the same things, which I'm actually not, because, again, you let Tausch influence you. All right, last thing so we can let you go. Um, you, you know how much I love you and respect you and think the world of you. I've expressed that many times. You're one of the few people that I've come across in this business, and there are a few others, that are actually excellent at their job and even better human beings. So I have in my... Rolodex, my favorite Matt LePay calls, right? And there's a number of them that I can think of off the top of my head. You mentioned the Lee Evans touchdown. Uh, Jamar Fletcher on a touchdown return is in my memory bank. Was that Purdue on the fumble? Purdue. Yeah. Uh, he had a pick six, two in another game that I remember. Um, but if Wisconsin wins the toss and takes the ball, which I'm not sure that they would if they won the toss, but be that as it may, and they return the kickoff for a touchdown, would you consider bringing back, which for me is my favorite call of all time from you, the touchdown call on the kickoff return? And would you do it again now just to test it out to see if it still holds? Unless Jesse comes up with a better suggestion, which I'm counting on my son to be able to do that. <laughs> How's that? Uh, Whoa. I was, I was really looking forward to. And this game is underway with a bang. But I'll take Jesse instead. Uh, Matt. I hope you're right. I hope it's an outstanding game. As much as I love a good blowout of an undermanned opponent, apparently, uh, I want a really good game on Saturday night, and I hope you're calling a win. Uh, thanks for making time with, for us, and enjoy not having Tausch in the booth because it's a road game. I know. Uh, Tausch is busy. He's got to play 36 holes somewhere on Saturday, I know. So it's all right. Uh, with, the, with this new... With- with the axis of the earth moving and the getting darker, you can't even get 36 in anymore. So that's, that's bunk. <laughs> what a grind.
What a grind. Yeah. I'll see you a week from Saturday, Tosh. Boys, always a pleasure, though. Always a pleasure to be on. Uh, that is our legacy guest, who we love to have on, and he can be on when he's 88 years old and not counting, not calling Badgers games Bye, anymore. Dad. Uh, that is Matt LePay. <laughs> Even when I try to ignore that, it just happens anyway. More next. It's Wilde and Tausch.